0: Greetings. Great to be with you. Mike, you want to go first? No, I want you to. <laughs>
1: I know when I'm going to have to respond, so...
0: <laughs> well, thanks to the Ripon Society for inviting us. Appreciate it very much. Um, Mike and I, of course, were friends before coming to uh, Washington, D.C. Serving together as uh, governors, and we have a good time uh, teasing each other from time to time, but North Dakota and South Dakota are really the very best friends and uh, great allies and I've always enjoyed uh, working with Mike as well as the entire delegation from South Dakota. Uh, in terms of, I guess, opening comments, what I would say is um, I think we have to get back to fundamentals. I, I think that's what I tried to do as the governor in North Dakota and uh, I think that's what Mike uh, tried to do as well. Uh, and. Let me preface this with thanks uh, to all of you for coming today. And to see many uh, of our friends here, people we work with, and uh, we appreciate you very much, as well as this invitation. Goodbye, the. There we go. Okay. It's been a while
1: since he was here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Better? Yeah. See, in the Senate, they expect that everybody else just turn on. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: Is that better? Yeah. Can you hear in the back? Do do you really care one way or the other? (laughs) Uh, By the fundamentals, I mean, you know, we have to reduce the regulatory burden. Uh, We have to reform the tax code, uh, make it simpler, fairer, revenue comes from economic growth, not higher taxes. Uh, We have to implement a territorial system uh, so that we get... uh, revenues that are overseas uh, to come back to help grow our economy, create jobs, uh, get companies investing and growing, uh, get our economy growing. And we have to uh, do more to uh, address our debt and deficit, balance the budget, uh, make sure that uh, we reduce this deficit and reduce the debt, get our fiscal house in order. And we need to strongly support our military. Americans need to feel safer at home and abroad. And that's what I mean by the fundamentals. And that's what we're working on mightily to do in the Senate, and why it's so important that we keep the Republican Senate, the Republican House, and that we have a Republican President that will work with us to do those things. And I think that really is about empowering people, entrepreneurs, and small businesses across this country to to do the things that have made America the greatest economic powerhouse in the history of the world. Everybody came to America to do business. This was the place to do business. And we've made it so hard to do business that we can't get our economy growing. And there isn't one sector of the economy or representatives from any sector in this economy that don't come in and see me and see Mike and say, man, this regulatory burden is just crushing us. And Mike will probably talk about the RAINS Act and some other legislation that that he's leading on to reduce that regulatory burden. Uh, But that really is what it's all about. And I think if you go back and look at my track record in North Dakota, uh, 2000 to 2010, and you look at Mike's track record, really that's what we did. I mean, I worked very hard. I'd never been in uh, office before getting elected governor in North Dakota. Uh, I was a businessman then, and I still am. And that's what I brought is that business focus with, with just this basic belief that if we could grow the economy, create more jobs, that's a rising tide that lifts all boats. And then people would be working instead of losing population, gain population. People would have a higher standard of the living, <laughs> they have uh, opportunity. And we'd not only be able to lower taxes because of our growing economy and bigger revenue base but we'd still have the revenues to put into the things that people want, like infrastructure, and education, and uh, at the national level a strong national defense, but at the state level uh, healthcare and some of these other things that states uh, play a leading role in. So I think that's the approach we have to take, that's the approach that we're trying to take. Uh, It may not be as exciting as uh, some other things that people like to get out and talk about on the stump, but I think it is what works. And uh, that's what we're working very hard to do. With that, Governor, I'll turn it over to you.
1: Thank you. John's right. Uh, number one, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's that again. Uh, let me say that again. John's, John's right. Uh, uh, I'm not talking football, I'm not talking basketball. Yet. They've lost their their all-star quarterback,
0: so it's going to be safe now to make some bets for that again. You think our quarterback might be the first quarterback picked in the draft this yeah. year? Person, right, am sure a thorn in our side, I know that. Uh,
1: look, number one, we're both part of the Governor's Caucus, which some people would just simply say is, you know, recovering Governor's crew. Uh, he, Mitch McConnell still reminds us that if you ask a Governor whether they like being Governor or Senator and they tell you Senator, they'll lie about other things as well. And, and it's true, uh, working as a Governor truly is the greatest job in the world because you can walk on in, you can look at something, you can put together the plan you can get things done. It's different than working as a United States Senator up here because the Founding Fathers clearly did not want us to get a lot of things done. They wanted us to slow things down and then the system is built that way, but they made a mistake. They assumed that Congress would always retain and respect its own constitutional responsibility to hold in an executive branch. We failed. We failed you take a look at the regulatory burden that's been placed on the American public, if you take a look at what's going on right now in, in election year politics, people are mad. And they're mad at Washington, D.C. because they see Washington, D.C. as imposing its will on the people throughout the United States. You take a look at a, at a regulatory environment out here, which Congress has very little to say about anymore. Or at least they won't say anything about it. You live under one million federal regulations today and they're creating more at the rate of thirty-four to thirty five hundred more per year. Most egregious is the EPA. Think about what they've done and just the EPA alone, the cost of complying with EPA regulations averages over the last ten years forty-two billion dollars a year. The total cost of regulatory compliance in the United States today Put it in perspective, you know how much you pay in personal income taxes? You pay 1.4 trillion dollars in personal income taxes. The cost of compliance with federal regulations today in America is over 1.9 trillion dollars. That's not sustainable. So John's right, let's say that again. John's right in terms of what the goals should be here. Think about what our country should look like in the year 2026, that's 10 years from now. Okay. Let's put together some goals, let's act like a business for just a second. What if by the year 2026 we have an agreement that number one, we're going to have our tax code reformed and operating so that rather than running businesses out of the country, we're bringing businesses into the country, okay, number one. Number two, let's take a hold of the regulatory mess that we've got in this country right now and let's reform it. Let's put in a rules review process like 41 states have right now successfully implemented or you can't have a new rule put in unless the people that created the law in the first place actually look back at the rule and say, it's good, it follows the spirit and letter of the law, it's implementable. Otherwise, it gets held up long enough for the Congress, if they can, to make a change in the law that authorized it in the first place. And number three, and this is just as important as the other two, let's take a look at the entitlement programs that we've got in place today. Not with the issue and the discussion point of stopping them, but of saving them. Let's save Social Security from itself. Let's save Medicare from itself right now. Let's make them both long-term and sustainable. But that means you have to make the reform. Let's plan on doing that by the year 2026. Now think about what a birthday present that'd be for America today. By the year 2026, 10 years away, it's not that far away. According to the, the, the CBO, most recent reports coming out, by the year 2026, 99% of all of the revenues generated at the federal level today, 99% will go to two categories, interest on the federal debt and mandatory payments on entitlements. That leaves nothing earned in terms of taxes collected to pay for defense, education, research, other health care. When we talk about having a crisis, it's not coming, it is here now. So when we talk about having leadership at the White House level, let's let's start talking about who has a vision out there right now that promotes those goals. Do you hear any talk about that right now on the campaign trail? No, what they're doing right now is not talking about the issues because the American public right now are enamored with other things. At some stage of the game, they're going to get serious. Our job as leaders should be to get ahead of it and to lead them in the right direction and to remind them about how critical it is (coughs) that we see long-term the problems that are gonna face, not just us, but the next generation as well. It's on us today. So John did it, North Dakota, a successful economy. He brought them in, he brought the economy in. South Dakota, we had the lowest taxes per capita of any state in the nation. We didn't have an income tax. We had a sales tax, that's what we lived on. If we can do that at the state level, just by using good old South Dakota common sense and North Dakota common sense, there's a little bit of it up there. Think about what would happen if we refocused that at the federal level today. That's what we're after. And that's one of the reasons why working as a senator for those of us that have come from working as a governor can be
0: can be frustrating. Fair enough? Right on. You agree? I was right? You were right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I needed that. Thank you. Anyway, we've both talked long enough. All right, thank you.